Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Thursday, August 25th, four months from today. It's Christmas Day. I just wanted to throw that in there. I don't know why. Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter, is our Christmas gift uh, on this Thursday as we're talking Pirates baseball today. Adam, thank you so much for the time. And uh, unfortunately, as we discuss things here at the end of the week, the first thing on most uh, minds of Pirates fans is, unfortunately, what is wrong with Garrett Cole, uh, he's been really just dreadful ever since uh, closing out July with that complete game win against a very good Mariners team in Seattle. Since then, all downhill. I know you've mentioned in uh, previous weeks that uh, Garrett is a very confident young man, as most athletes are at this level, to have the success that they've had, and Garrett Cole in particular. So does he still project that confidence uh, even during these struggles, or is that starting to erode even a little bit, and he's really struggling to kind of figure things out right now? Yeah, it's actually weird. He does seem a little bit perplexed by the struggles that he's had over the last month. Uh, you know, it's a 6 six ERA in August, which is certainly not what you're accustomed to seeing from Cole. Uh, even before that, you know, he'd been having a good year. The complete game was certainly the highlight of it. Not not a great year, though. You know, not 2015 Garrett Cole. So, underperforming, and he has pretty openly admitted it. And, you know, right now he's said that, you know, he's not doing what he's capable of doing. He said that after his last start. And it's mostly, you know, the control is there. He is, or I should say, the, yeah, the control is there. He's in the strike zone, but the command within the strike zone really just has disappeared. He's getting hit hard. He's leaving balls up and over the plate, and, you know, hitters aren't missing it. Uh, he said it's a little bit of, I asked if it was, you know, he was making more mistakes or hitters were just hitting them more often, and he said it's a little bit of both, but he's not even going to lean on the excuse that he's just been unlucky. He just hasn't pitched the way that he's capable of, which you know, it, it's pretty hard to predict coming into the season. You think all the question marks that they had and still do have, and to a certain extent on their pitching staff, Cole should be the sure thing. Um, he just really hasn't been so far, which is a little bit confusing, and it's something they, they need to, to kind of get in order uh, heading down the stretch. Yeah, it's been, it's been a weird season for guys that have been considered uh, kind of the cream of the crop of uh, starting pitchers in baseball. I mean, we've seen so many guys slump this year. It's been, you know, Jake Arrieta at times. I think he walked seven last week, which is uncharacteristic for him. He's had control issues this year. Jose Fernandez just went four starts without a win. Chris Sale slumped after starting 9-0. and Maybe it's just one of those years where at some point, unless your name is Kershaw, you know, you're going to slump. And maybe that's all that Garrett Cole is going through right now. And uh, like you said, August is behind him, hopefully. And uh, as we go into September, 
he could turn over a brand new leaf. And uh, Adam, as for the the team itself, it's bothersome enough that the Pirates have dropped uh, five of their last six games all at home. And normally I would suggest that, you know what, when a team is going this bad and they're losing in front of the home fans, it's beneficial to get on the road and, and get away from the home environment just for that sake. But as you pointed out a couple minutes ago, they're not just going on the road to any old ballpark. They're going to a place which has been the Bermuda Triangle for them because they get lost every time they go there, Miller Park in Milwaukee. So considering how badly they've struggled in recent years in Milwaukee, is this a good thing or a bad thing that this is where they're heading to get away from the home struggles? Yeah, I guess we'll find out in four days whether or not it was good or bad. But I like the Bermuda Triangle thing. I think they <laughs> typically go with, you know, not the team itself, but people around the team typically go with House of Horrors. Okay. Because it's been going on a, a decade where they just cannot win at Miller Park. And it makes no sense because they've had uh, significantly better teams than the Brewers the last couple of years. You know, they were obviously, uh, you know, stuck in, in, in the middle of a bunch of losing seasons before that. So you could say, all right, they just couldn't beat their division rival. But. You know, they, they got swept there right before the trade deadline. And it, trying to find the reason is basically a, a, a Bermuda Triangle in and of itself. You get lost in the numbers and trying to find explanations for it. When Clint Hurdle kind of boiled it down to this the other day, they just don't play as well as the Brewers do there. Uh, it's really hard to explain. I think they're 19-68 and 68 since 2006, which is just a really you know unfathomable, unfathomable number for a, a team that's been as good as the Pirates have been lately. And you know, they play the Brewers well at home, which makes it even more difficult to understand. So, yeah, they could really turn, they could really, you know, use a, a turnaround in that right now. If they're going to play seven of their last 38 games at Miller Park. Uh, so, if they're going to make this wild card push, try to get that second spot over the Cardinals, they're going to have to figure out how to win at Miller Park. And it starts uh, tonight with Chad Cool. Is this something that the team is aware of and something that they, you know, acknowledge that they, they just can't win? at this place or is it more of a thing where if somebody brings it up they say oh yeah the numbers aren't great you know which, which is it more of uh guys talk about it i think they recognize it. clint hurdle was pretty open about it uh, coming out of this this series loss to the astros at home just saying you know that they haven't played as well as the brewers have there um it's not something they really enjoy talking about because those are pretty important games that they they've lost there and they play a lot of them uh, you know being in the same division so Certainly something they would like to figure out, but it's just kind of one of those baseball things at this point. Like, how do you explain it? You really don't, other than just saying, you know, that's baseball. It's really an odd thing that it seems like, you know, every team in the majors, they have one opponent or one venue that just gives them problems, and it makes no sense. And this is clearly the one for the Pirates that makes no sense, considering how good the Pirates have been in recent years and how just average or below average Milwaukee has been so maybe mm -hmm. maybe this is the turnaround uh, maybe this discussion will spark them to a four-game sweep we don't know but something we'll uh, address next week for sure Adam to focus on the uh, the positive side of things uh, we saw David Freeze get a uh, two-year extension earlier in the week and I found it ironic and this has kind of been a microcosm of how things have gone for the Bucks as of late the day he gets that extension he makes the base running gaffe at the end of the game to to end the game against the Astros at uh, PNC Park uh, nonetheless uh a, a good, more good than bad that day for David Freeze. He signs the two-year contract extension, which begins in 2017. And, uh, you know, I, I find it great for him that this is a guy in spring training that was brought aboard as, you know, depth, as insurance in case somebody goes down. And at that time, Jung Ho Gong was hurt, so you bring in David Freeze, and now he's really become a very integral part of this team, and he's been rewarded for it. Yeah, I think it's a, just been a good fit for both sides, and it's, it's kind of funny I wrote, about David Freeze, the off day 
before he signed the extension, and he talked so much about how comfortable he was in Pittsburgh and how much he loved it. And personally, this is a guy who's been through a lot in his life, and you know, he said he was more at peace personally than he's ever been before. And you know, that's really just made him love the game more than he ever has. So I asked during that interview, which was in Los Angeles, you know, could you see yourself staying and you know staying in Pittsburgh for the long haul? And most guys, you know, they're going to say, well, of course I could, because you don't come out and say absolutely not. I'd rather go somewhere else and test the market. But he was really dead set at that point. He said, I could absolutely see myself staying here. And then a couple of days later, he committed to it uh, for two years plus possibly a third if the Pirates pick up his option for, uh, that would be 2019. It, it makes sense. It's a good fit. The Pirates don't have a ton of third base depth in the minors. John Hokong has been a question mark with uh, with the injuries the last two years. He's currently on the disabled list. And Freeze is really just such a great clubhouse presence in addition to everything that he does on the field. I think Clint Hurdle mentioned that you know this can maybe even encourage him to take on more of a leadership role. He stepped right in and he served as kind of a point man between the players and uh, the coaching staff. And I think now he might feel a little bit more comfortable and willing to kind of take some of these younger guys under his wing because they're going to be calling up a lot of a lot of younger guys. They already have even this season. And, you know, Freeze is a guy who's seen the top of the game being the, the World Series MVP in 2011. Uh, he's seen some personal struggles, some personal highs, and then, you know, the, the kind of professional low uh, last offseason of having to wait until March to get even a one-year contract uh, to play for a major league team. So it's been a great fit this season. I think it's a really a good fit for the next couple of years for David Freeze and the Pirates. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you mentioned uh, him being in that role of uh, mentoring some of the younger guys coming up through the Pirate system. And one of those younger guys is uh, Josh Bell. He got mm-hmm. the start at uh, first base on Wednesday for the fourth straight game. And, of course, anybody that has been following Bell knows that this is not his uh, traditional position. He came up through the minors as an outfielder. I believe this is his second pro season manning first base. But it seems like the Pirates have been very surprised or pleasantly surprised at how quickly that Bell has adapted to first base. Uh, could we see a long-term fit here, or what do you think the blueprint is for Josh Bell going forward? Yeah, I think he's definitely their first baseman of the future. He's looked shaky at times, just on some of the more complicated plays that he's had to make up here. Uh, you know, he's not fluid there, I would say, kind of like John Jaso has surprisingly been in his first season at first base. And another guy, David Freeze, made a really natural transition to first base uh, this season as well. Bell still kind of looks a little bit awkward at times over there. But they've said, you know, it's it's still a work in progress. But his bat brings so much, uh, you know, to the lineup. We've seen it already just in his limited time in the majors that I think he's going to be their primary first baseman heading down the stretch. Uh, I don't think uh, he's a nine-inning defender yet, which was something that they wanted him to be before he came up uh, to stay. But, you know, that's what Sean Rodriguez is here for, essentially. If Sean Rodriguez isn't in the lineup, you can plug him in at first in the seventh inning, kind of like they did last season with Pedro Alvarez, uh, like they did earlier this season with John Jaso. And now that Jaso is kind of taken to that position so naturally, if he's not going to be a starter, you know, they could plug him in. They feel totally comfortable with the way that he plays that position, trust him late in games. So I think Bell defensively still a work in progress, but he's so clearly, you know, such a force in the lineup. Uh, and will be for years to come, and they need to kind of see what they have with him at first base, that you're going to see him starting a lot of these games down the stretch. Yeah, got to have that bat in that order, no question. And I'm going to take time for some shameless self-promotion right now. I'm going to be hosting the MLB.com uh, Channing Cage on Friday at 5.30 Eastern time. Our guest, uh, Pirates fans, is going to be none other than Mr. Josh Bell, so be sure to tune in for that again. 
5.30 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. Uh, me and Josh are just hanging out with you, the Pirates fans. So uh, definitely tune in, ask your questions, and uh, go one-on-one with Josh Bell. And there I'm going to step off my soapbox now. Uh, Adam, to uh, wrap up here, give me some uh, injury updates. You mentioned Gong a little bit. He's on the DL. But primarily, I want to know about uh, Tyler Glass now and uh, his rehab efforts and when or if we could see him back in the big leagues. Yeah, and I'm going to back your plug real fast just to say that fans absolutely should listen to that and watch the chat in cage because Josh Bell is a super eloquent, really uh, intelligent guy. Uh, a lot of interesting things to say about baseball and life. So definitely tune into that. Can't also wait. to see Matt. Yeah, uh, well, As thank for you. the injuries, <laughs> uh, Jung Ho Gong is progressing fairly well. He's begun some, begun some kind of minor baseball activities. He's playing catch. Um, he's not yet picking up a bat. He's dealing with that left shoulder subluxation, which is not quite a dislocation. Basically, the, the socket popped out and popped right back in, so there's some inflammation around there. Um, doesn't sound like he's going to be back anytime soon, which is why David Freeze is playing third and probably will be the primary guy there uh, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, Tyler Glasnow is scheduled to make a rehab start with AAA Indianapolis sometime this weekend, I would expect Saturday. Um, it's kind of hard to say where he's going to be when he comes back and joins the Pirates. It'll be sometime in September. The rotation is rolling pretty well right now. There's not really a clear fit for Glasnow, so you know maybe you throw him in the bullpen, let him pitch every couple of days, and just air it out over an inning or two. I think that would play really well uh, if they need it down the stretch. Uh, the other guy injured is uh, Chris Stewart, the backup catcher. I think you'll see him in September as well. Uh, he's still playing every other day with that sore left knee, nine innings, full games, and Altoona seems to be responding pretty well so far. All right, and uh, Adam, that's a good place to wrap this one up. And at uh, this time next week, I'm sure we'll have a lot to discuss, maybe uh, good or bad or good and bad about this upcoming four-game series in Milwaukee. We'll see if the Pirates can finally uh, get those elusive uh, wins in Milwaukee that have uh, not been there for the past decade or so. Uh, Adam, great stuff today on this Thursday. We'll do it again at this time next week. That's Adam Barry. I'm Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.